one. Welcome back. Extra Crispy Podcast, episode 11. You with your boy, your host, Troy Douglas. What's really good, all my crispy critters, you came back for more. I love you. You couldn't get enough of this, and I can't get enough of you. Here we are, episode 11. And we're going to kick things off today with, um, you know, uh, curating this episode with uh, things that stood out to me this week. Things that I might have seen. Things that I might have heard. Experienced. And, you know, we're going to get into that. We're going to reminisce. And have a good time, all right? So, uh, I don't know what you're doing. If I was God, I would know. But I'm just a man. I don't know what you are doing right now. But whatever you are doing, tune in. And go into autopilot. Have a conversation with me. Maybe simultaneously. In disagreement. Or in agreement. For all I know. We're soulmates. <laughs> so. Uh, today is. Uh, April Fool's. April 1st. I'm recording this about 1130 at night. So. By the time this is going to be released, it will be past April Fool's. But uh, start things off with my April Fool's. Uh, I watched uh, Godzilla versus King Kong, and I gotta say, you gotta go into these kind of movies understanding that. They're not trying to win an Academy Award. <laughs> They're trying to make you want to watch the next one. <laughs> Get the cash grab, you know. So the so the so the CGI in this movie, Godzilla, King Kong, A1, phenomenal. The acting, the screenwriting, I mean the script, the screenplay, I'm like I don't want to give out no spoilers, you know. I don't want to be that guy because I hate hearing about spoilers when I want to watch a movie. But all I got to say is Godzilla, King Kong, phenomenal. Those two people, <laughs> those two entities in this movie, the the, how could I say, Moments that they shared with one another. <laughs> the action they had with each other was classic. If I ought not say myself, you know, if I ought not say myself. They had some classic blockbuster moments together. Um, so I would definitely go watch it. If you haven't seen it, go check that out. And I'm I'm a huge Godzilla fan, you know. I'm a King Kong fan too, but I I was a big Godzilla fan when I was a kid so whenever I see a franchise that I liked especially since I was a 
child now get big budget uh, financing, I'm always going to check it out. You know, I'm always for it. Venom, Godzilla, hopefully one day. I know everybody's like, oh, they, they always fuck up the Dragon Ball Z movies and shit. Hopefully one day they put a big budget behind it, you know. You, you can make a Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z movie series live action work, okay? I just don't think you could do it as a movie movie. You probably have to do it as like, you know, seasons live action. I mean, uh, seasons like a series, you know, for live action. Instead of Game of Thrones, they should have did Dragon Ball Z. Could have easily made Dragon Ball Z with that kind of Game of Thrones money. They totally fucked Game of Thrones up. Last episode, terrible. I mean, those last few episodes, terrible. How are you going to go out like that? Anyways. uh, So I seen some article, too. Um, they were talking about, I think it was some senator, whatever, came out with these statistics that since COVID started, you know, we're kind of reached that one year period of uh, the pandemic in the United States, uh, the quarantine lockdown. Um, and so since the lockdown started in March last year, 12 month period, 88,000 people have overdosed on opioids. And I guess it's up like 27% from the previous year. Or before the pandemic, or however they calculate it, all right? You're not going to get the perfect statistics from me. <laughs> but all you need to know is that 88,000 people have died in a 12 months period from opioids, you know? And some of you out there might have uh, known a person or so, you know, and they're part of these statistics. Part of this statistic that I'm talking about. And it, it's kind of a shame, man. It's kind of a shame that, I don't know, when you think about humans and life and numbers, you know, like, Like the cold heartedness just to, I mean, I'm, I'm sure they brought these numbers up with sincerity or an agenda. I don't know. But just like numbers, just they just make things seem cold hearted. Like, yeah, 88,000 people overdose. Like 88,000 people, that's so many people that like you can't even compute about knowing each person personally and going through each person's final moments personally, right? It's mind boggling. I don't just see why they don't just make all drugs legal and then just control them, right? Give people the proper education on them, the proper dosage so they don't kill themselves. Clean. There's a there's a nutritional facts on them. <laughs> Letting you know what's inside. I mean, it's just common sense to me. Like what are what are we even arguing about, honestly? I mean, if it's legal, companies will control the product. And companies do not want to get sued because of overdoses. Anywho, anybody trying to talk about that, right? You ain't trying to listen to me. But look at the numbers, man. People overdosing left and right over opioids every day. That fentanyl being that shit. And that's a wrap. 
Um, on to some lighter, lighter things, you know. <laughs> uh, I went to a comedy show, you know, and I do stand-up comedy myself, right? Now, am I making the big bucks? No. Will I be? That's the goal. So uh, a friend of mine, who's also a comedian, his name is Adam Chung. He had answered some poll from some people on Instagram that were hosting a comedy show with some top-notch comedians, and I guess they gave him a they put him on the guest list for free, and he got to bring like a party of six so i went to go do stand-up at a place called oh the big big chill in la shout out to big chill in la and adam says hey man i got this extra ticket to the show in hollywood with you know donnell rawlings and whitney cummings Jim Jeffries on it. Tony Rock. And I'm like, for real? He's like, yeah, it's free. I'm like, all right. You know, like, as crazy as this sounds, I do stand-up comedy, but I've actually never been to a comedy show live. Like, I mean, I've seen people perform stand-up comedy live, but I haven't been to a show with headliners, like a show full of headliners or a headliner show Live, you know what I'm saying? So, we go to this event. After we did our mic. And, well, let me me rewind. So, when we're leaving the mic, obviously, me and Adam drove separately. He invited several other friends. But another friend that was at the mic with us was our friend Viet. And uh, they both parked, we all parked in our own car separately. And so when I walked out the gate from the mic that we were at, they're like, all right, we're going to go this way. And I was like, all right, my car is this way. And they're like, okay, we'll meet you at the address, you know. And it's funny, we were in East L.A. And I said, damn, I don't feel safe here. (laughs) And then Viet said, Nah, you you should be fine. You look like you belong here. And I said, that's the problem. I said, that's the problem. I look like I belong here. I walked to my car down the alley. It was in an alley where we were at. Away from my buddies. They go one way. I go the other way. I'm about 50 feet from my car. Eh, maybe 150 feet. And these two Hispanic gentlemen start scowling at me and saying, hey, is that that fool David? And I'm like, in my head, I know I'm not no fucking David, you know? And they're like, yeah, I think that's that fool David, huh? You know? And they start trying to, like, walk towards me. Now, did I speed up my gate? No. I was already walking fast. 
<laughs> and before they can get to me, I got in my car, turned my key on, and drove off. Not in a haste, but just with precise movement. And uh, it just, it just, it just had me thinking. Like it's just kind of lame, you know. Like I mean, I've been hit up by quote unquote gang members several times in my life, you know, and just 2021, I thought that shit was over. I don't even know if they're gang members. They could have just been fucking with me, right? Now, could I put these paws on these motherfuckers? Yes. All right. I'm not worried about the squabble. I'm worried about them getting more hostile. That rat-a-tat-tat, you know what I'm saying? Shoot, even a little pokety-poke. Because I was bare that day. I didn't have nothing on me. But anyways, nothing happened. Um, And then I drive to this comedy show. I meet my buddies there. We're in the parking lot. We get in. And when we were waiting in line, honestly, I was like, dang, I wonder if this guy really does have the hookup like that. You know, like, this is a pretty, like, I mean, people had to pay tickets for these shows, but this guy has free tickets, you know? And uh, long story short, it seemed to be the real thing because they let us in. They were like, and he was just like, yeah, uh, I don't, my name is Adam. I, I'm on the guest list. And they're like, oh, you're on the guest list? Okay, come here. And we just skipped the line. People had nicer cars than me. They probably had a nicer car. The people who I skipped, I skipped like a whole entire group because my man Adam was on the guest list. All just from answering a poll on social media. So when you see people put shit on social media and you just think it's bullshit, sometimes it's not. Anyways, so we sit down. A couple like openers, mid-level mic people, comedians, I mean, go up first. No offense to them. I think they put on the show. <laughs> and they did okay. It was like, all right. And then, you know, then, like, the headliner type of guys came out. Like, Jim Jeffries went first. Jim Jeffries, hilarious Australian comedian, killed it. And then Tony Rock, Chris Rock's brother, he went up, killed it. Um, a couple other comedians went up. It was so-so. I don't want to say who was so-so, but I'm just going to say who killed it or who I liked and enjoyed. Uh... And I mean, people were still kind of laughing, you know, it just, it wasn't the same like energy of a whole room laughing together, you know? And then Donnell Rollins went up and he had some good moments, you know, I don't know if, obviously people are working out shit, right? So it's not like, if this is like a stand-up special and this is their their craft worked out for years, but Donnell Rollins did good. He talked a lot about uh, Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion song, Wet Ass Pussy. Which I'm a fan of. The song. And also the genitalia. Um, <laughs> and then. Out of nowhere. Well I had to go to the bathroom. Right. So I had to go to the bathroom. And. I walk into the bathroom. And who do I see washing his hands? Craig Robinson. Craig Robinson from The Office, Hot Tub Time Machine. This is the end. We all know Craig Robinson, right? He's right there washing his hands. And I got to take a piss. Now, there's also other people in this bathroom. 
Nobody's talking to him because <laughs> I'm sure either because it's in Hollywood and they don't give a fuck because they probably see celebrities all the time or because they don't want to seem like a weirdo trying to bother Craig Robinson in the bathroom. So instead, I just start whistling a tune and I start heading to the urinal and took my piss. Now, Craig Robinson wasn't on the lineup. So I was kind of like, hmm, is he going to perform? I walk back to my seat. The comedian gets off stage, this one comedian. Uh, I didn't really know who he was. But he was famous. He had like a million plus followers on social media. And then all of a sudden, they're like, eh, Jeff Ross is here. Come on, Jeff. Come to the stage. Whatever. Now it's Jeff Ross. And then Jeff Ross is like, and I bought my buddy Craig Robinson. And now Craig Robinson's on the stage. And these guys, they took the cake that night. They totally killed the fucking show. Uh, just fucking ripping people in the crowd. Roasting them. Talking hella shit, but funny. You know, nothing like, you know, if you didn't have a sense of humor, but nothing hurtful, nothing, I mean, nothing too offensive. I mean, it was offensive, but it was hilarious, you know? And Craig Robinson's like playing the piano the whole time and stopping for punchlines and then going back to the piano, playing like popular songs everybody knows, sing along to and shit. And Jeff Ross is roasting people and piggybacking off of Craig Robinson's piano bits and stuff like that. And I mean, it was just a great night, honestly. And, and the show was supposed to be over like, 11 something and it ended up going to like 1230 like an extra hour those guys they they did the most time up there just fucking around it was hilarious it was it was, it was actually pretty impressive <clears throat> so that was cool um earlier in the early i think last week but before i had recorded the last episode episode 10 if you ain't checked it out go watch it Francis Ngannou fought Stipe Miocic in the UFC heavyweight champion fight of the century so far. And, uh, you know, if you're not a UFC fan or MMA fan, you can still enjoy this shit, man. Francis Ngannou is an African fighter from small beginnings to say the least you know if you know his story this man had to travel across the Sahara Desert to try to immigrate into Europe having to avoid immigration police that are even more brutal than the ones in America Uh, ultimately getting to Europe still trying to get to France from Spain Got there, got into a gym, asked the guy, can he train there for free? Never knew about MMA and UFC, wanted to be a boxer. Long story short, UFC was a, I mean, MMA was a route that can earn him money faster. He went that way and bada bang, bada boom, and now he's the heavyweight champion of the world. Rags the richest story, Cinderella man. 
Um, and you know, Stephen Miocic is a great fighter and got to give him all the respect in the world. I mean, he has had, I think the most, uh, title defenses by a heavyweight. And I mean, he's, 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 he's probably the greatest heavyweight of all time. Right. I mean, we can see if St- Francis can give that a run. I mean, that's, it's going to be a tall order. But, uh, you know, in the fight, Francis, he's a a beast, you know, and learned some wrestling takedown defense and, and learned how to poise himself. Cardio seemed better and beat the brakes off Stipe. And Stipe put up a decent decent fight, you know, but it was just when Francis dropped his ass, that boy, Stipe almost tore his ACL. That shit, like, that's how limp his body went when he got hit with one of those bombs. So if you ain't seen the fight, check it out. Your primal instincts are gonna flare up how fucking wild it was. You sissy. (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you guys seen this uh little Nas X video everybody's been talking about where he's like giving the devil a lap dance. <laughs> and he came out with like these satanic Air Max 95s or something like that. I think they're 95. And I'm just like, you know, everybody's in an uproar. But I'm like, who cares? <laughs> Who cares if this gay black kid who's immensely talented wants to worship the devil, so to speak, or give him a lap dance and customize shoes for him? I don't, I don't know. To me, it's like, if this is what your kids are into, you ain't going to be able to stop them. <laughs> They're going to be fighting tooth and nail to... Get them a little Nas X t-shirt <laughs> with with his fucking devil horns and thong out. And if you're not into it, then then, then don't be into it. You ain't got to watch it. I didn't watch the video. I just see all the fucking thumbnails on social media and shit. You know, that's, that's how I know about this story. <laughs> I didn't sit there for fucking four and a half minutes and watch the damn video of it. Uh, Watch the video. Um, so that's why I think, man, you just let people do them and, you know, I mean, I don't know how it is to be a parent and have to deal with that, right? Because today's era, it's, it's not even the gay thing, honestly. Uh, to me, that's easy. It's the, for me, because of my religious belief, it's the satanic part, right? If you're, if you're, if your children are, are into that, that's what I'm talking about. You know, that's like, oh man, okay, you know, because the enemy is here to deceive, you know, I ain't trying to give a sermon right now, but I'm just giving you that message, brother or sister. Um, but yes, those are my thoughts on that. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard this, but that Caucasian chick 
uh, that was on Dr. Phil, Catch Me Outside Girl. <clears throat> Bad Baby. I don't know what her real Daniela Bregoli or something like that. She recently turned 18, started OnlyFans, and in the first six months of starting her, I mean, six hours of starting her OnlyFans, she made a million dollars. If that don't have, if that don't speak about how many men are into teenage girls, <laughs> not me, but <laughs> there's a lot of guys out there who are into teenage women's, it seems. And she uh, got to uh, fulfill their fantasies. <laughs> I bet there's some freaks out there that have been waiting since she was fucking 13 on Dr. Phil. They're probably like, damn, this is five years too late, but. <laughs> yeah, so, damn, a million dollars in six hours, you know. You got to you gotta commend those kind of things, you know. What is the girl going to do, not cash in? This is her life now, man. OnlyFans. No, you don't give a damn about her music. Huh? She's going to be relevant for sexualizing herself from here on out. But there's nothing wrong with that, honestly. I think women should start taking ownership of their bodies. Don't let men tell us. I mean, <laughs> don't let men tell you what to do, you know? You want to show your tits? Show your tits, man. You know, ain't nobody complaining. Not me. Show your culo. Hey, man. Just see what your mama gave you, you know? And if your mama got one, too, make her start her own OnlyFans also. A generation or two, you motherfuckers going to be wealthy. Wealthy. The matriarchs made this family. <laughs> Family name. Champagne and bubblegum. Um Oh man. So even though I know the pandemic is uh starting to come to an end, it seems. You know, there's still some rules in effect. And you know, earlier this week I I wanted to like when I was a kid, me and my dad, we used to go to the animal shelter, you know, go look at dogs and cats and stuff like that. And, you know, just, I don't know, enjoy looking at dogs and cats, <laughs> occasionally playing with them in the the play area, you know, but there was always like a list of like people wanting to play with the fucking animals and shit. And so I wanted to take my son to this. You know, he's three years old now. So I was like, cool, you know, he might enjoy this. I mean, we took it to something like this when he was younger, but at a pet store. But now I don't even think there's any more pet stores in California. So he had to go to the animal shelter. And now you can't even go because of the coronavirus. You got to schedule an appointment. I took my son there thinking that we were going to go see dogs and puppies and cats. Hyped them up. Only to get there and not be able to go in. 
because we don't have an appointment. I'm like, what the hell? These are some fucking stray dogs and cats. I got to make an appointment to see some stray dogs and cats. Like they're the goddamn president of the United States. Man, let me up in there with my son. He's over here broken hearted now. I, I done hyped this place up like it's fucking Dubai. And I can't go in there? Ridiculous. Me and my son had to look at dogs from the outside of the fence. <laughs> they were in the cage and then we were even behind the fence. Trying to whistle at them, make them bark and shit. Just to, just to, just to get some excitement, you know? Make it worth his while. But they ruined that. But maybe I could plan an appointment and get up in there. And I can give you guys a different story about the animal shelter. I really wanted to see them them dogs, man. I wanted to see them dogs and cats, man. I wanted to play with my son with them dogs and them cats. Not take none of them home. It's kind of like being a godparent or grandparent or something like that. You know, you get to play with the kids, but they're not your kids. You don't have to take them home. (laughs) You get to play with the dogs, but they're not your dogs. You ain't got to take them home. (laughs) They shit. You don't have to clean it up. But if they want to lick and jump all over you, here I am. Oh, man. Had sushi today. Hadn't had sushi in a while. Felt like I deserved it. Even though I didn't do nothing worth deserving it. It's just my sense of entitlement as a American. You know? And it was delicious. You know, got some... uh, I mean, I guess it wasn't like sushi sushi, but I got like a baked salmon roll. Two of them. And some miso soup, bro. Miso soup hits so hard, man. Hold on. I got some outside noise on my mic. Okay. They went to the bathroom. I guess I can hear. Miso soup hits so hard, man. I can't even stress that enough. It's way better than Campbell chicken noodle soup. It's better than fucking. What's that bread? I mean, that bean. Uh, lentil soup. It's better than lentil soup. It's better than clam chowder. All right. Miso soup, man. And when they add those little pieces of tofu in it. <laughs> I don't even eat tofu like that, but it just tastes good. Man, Japanese people, Japanese people know how to do things right. That's all I gotta say. Anime, food, technology. Come on, man. Pornography. Come on, man. They know how to do things right, man. If I ever left America, I'm going to Japan. <laughs> I don't know about that, but maybe to visit. They have some crazy earthquakes, even though, I mean, California's supposed to have crazy earthquakes. We haven't, we haven't had one in recent time, you know, a crazy one. I guess like maybe like 30 years or something like that. Um, <laughs> I have, <laughs> I have a comedian friend who told me that he had a, I don't know, like he's older too, so. I mean, he's like in his 30s or something like that, mid-30s, early 30s. I don't know. My bad. But he was telling me a story about how he had these like exchange students that 
used to come over to their house for like I don't know breakfast or some shit like that. Like their his family or something like that. Like helped host these exchange students. Like it was a whole community thing that would help host these exchange students. And that you know one of the one of the exchange students was this like Japanese girl, right? And she had graduated or something like that and went back home to Japan. A year later, comes back to California, shows up this guy's door and just is like, hey, but not really like, hey, because she can't really speak English, right? And he's just like, huh, like, okay. <laughs> and then she comes into his house and I don't know, they chill for a bit and then she made some like, advances i think they went to his room he said and she wanted a massage or some shit like that and he said like she had like these humongous like she was like a petite japanese woman but with like these humongous boobs he said and i guess he gave her a massage or some shit like that and then next thing you know like i don't know they fucking ended up fucking i'm like wow that's that that was a triumphant story you know it's like no play when she was actually there for however long studying leaves. You probably think you would never see the woman again. Comes back just for you to smash. If that's not a go getter, I don't know what is. <laughs> that woman gets what she wants. Flew halfway around the world to smash. She must come for some damn money because I know those plane tickets ain't cheap. Drive flying from Japan to California. That's a pretty cool story. I would definitely tell my that story to my children if I was him. Um, a lot of people getting vaccinated now. A lot of people getting vaccinated. See, I just don't understand. Like, you know, what's becoming a a a narrative now. Oh yeah, man. You know, uh, I felt a little sick, but yeah, it's it's all right. <laughs> Everybody who gets vaccinated, they always say their second shot or something like that. They start feeling sick. I'm like, oh, okay. Not just nobody gives a fuck. I'm like, yeah, I feel a little sick. I did. I feel a little weird, but I don't know. Just and then you just go about your life, right? I'm like, yeah, that little ill feeling I had it just went, it went away. So who cares? <laughs> and I'm not low. I'm not a vaccine conspiracy or whatever. Like, get your polio shot, right? <laughs> get your polio shot, man. Get your measles shots or whatever. Your chicken pox shots and all that. Get your, vaccine, get your vaccines, okay? All I'm saying is this vaccine came out hella fast. I think most vaccines took at least, like, four years, decades, centuries, right? <laughs> and when they come out with the vaccine for the bubonic plague, huh? You think they just came out with it the fucking next year? Um, yeah, and, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, will I get the vaccine? Probably, eventually, you know, especially they start saying that you have to get a, you have to have a COVID passport, a COVID passport for you to travel that says you've been vaccinated. They got you by the bizzles, man. If you're trying to cover, if you're trying to travel the world, you better get that COVID passport, man. Because they got you by the bizzles, baby. 
What you gonna do? Just stay in your little town? You ain't gonna get out and see the world, man? Come on, go get that vaccine. Go find you an abroad Japanese woman with double D breast. <laughs> Ask her if she's ever been to California as an exchange student. <laughs> she might be easier than you think. Get that vaccine, motherfucker. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I definitely uh, probably will have to end up getting it one day. Oh, you know what else I saw recently? Uh, that show. A spinoff from the Avengers movies. The Falcon on the win- the Falcon in the Winter Soldier in the Winter Soldier with Anthony Mackie and that one dude who plays Winter Soldier. I don't know his name. But uh that show's getting yeah, man, it's pretty good. It's not bad, man. It's not bad. You know, Anthony Mackie, the Falcon. He's a black man and in a way he kind of turns down the role of Captain America that Captain America, Steve Rogers, a.k.a. Chris Evans, bestowed to Anthony Mackie before the end of Avengers Endgame, right? And Anthony Mackie just doesn't want to be Captain America. Uh, And in the episode, he says he thought he was doing the right thing. Because what does the United States do but give somebody else the shield that the real Captain America gave to Anthony Mackie? that Anthony Mackie decided to put into a museum about Captain America and they just found a new Captain America and gave it to him. So if you thought you were about to see a black Captain America, you were wrong. You were wrong, man. (laughs) The Disney writers made him give that shield up. (laughs) Nah, I'm pretty sure he'll get it back and he'll be Captain America eventually. Everything's so predictable. Predict everything. Just like Godzilla and King Kong. I predicted everything that was going to happen in that damn movie. I don't want to spoil it. But when you watch it, just think to yourself, damn, Troy thought about all this? Yeah, baby. I'm like the fucking light-skinned Nostradamus in this motherfucker. I'm just a man trying to live his life. Oh, man. People were getting me all day today with April Fool jokes, man. Like pranks or lies, I call them. Uh, (laughs) You know, friends lying to me about their girls being pregnant. I'm like, congratulations, April Fools, you son of a bitch. (laughs) Fucking with my emotions. Thought you were going to be a daddy like me. Then I can laugh. While all of your drinking and partying days go behind you. Other people's April Fools were more harsh. <laughs> On Instagram, my friend Moha posted that uh this comedian had passed away. His Instagram is uh Diabetes the Second. And I was like, damn, I just met that guy. I said, What happened? And then my friend says, April Fools, he told me to do it. <laughs> I was like, this guy's commitment. <laughs> He's going to go somewhere one day, you know? 
He's a comedian just like us, man. That's some commitment right there. Diabetes the second, man. Shout out to you. I can't believe you pull off an April Fool's joke like that. <laughs> you and Moha is a, is a duo right there, man. Uh, um, yeah, they got me on that. Uh, and then, you know, my girl likes to do April Fool's, tells everybody, oh, I'm pregnant again. And everybody goes, what? Again? Dang, three, three kids? And then we go, April Fool's. And then you just see how much your family doesn't want you to have more kids, man. Like, what the hell? They act like they, they raised my kids. I raised my own damn kids. I have as many kids as I want. Shit. Um, I'm just kidding. Three kids is, is hard to deal with, for sure. I mean, I think I'll probably have another kid in like two years, three years, you know. I feel like you got to give a time of each kid kind of being the baby, you know, so you can give them that attention. You know, if you got a bunch of babies at once, it's like, damn, like babies are a lot, man. Babies are a lot. Toddlers are a lot. I don't know about kids, kids, like big kids. I don't know about teenagers, man. But I know that babies and toddlers are a lot. So before you bust that nut and you don't pull out, man, just understand babies are a lot. I'm just telling you facts. And, uh... I'm going to leave this. I'm going to leave this here for you guys. Um, This episode. It's been fun. It's been fun. Ranting and raving with y'all. Your boy. He's really, really sincerely from the bottom of his heart. Appreciates everyone who listens to this. And if you guys can just. Help this podcast grow. Tell a friend. Tell your sibling, your cousin, your family member, significant other. You know, just tell them about that X Crispy podcast. They'll have a good laugh. They'll feel their spirit grow. There'll be some head scratchers, some thinkers. And I think they'll generally enjoy the podcast, right? And maybe, I don't know, maybe maybe my podcast will help somebody's relationship with their family members or spouse become even tighter, you know? Like, maybe they didn't have a lot of things to talk about, and now you guys have the ex Christy podcast in common. So swag it out. You never know what good stuff can happen for all of us, you know? ex Christy podcast, episode 11. Crispy Critters, we did it again. It's Troy Douglas. We out.